You're listening to the Christian Civics Podcast, exploring how the gospel empowers us to think, speak, and act differently in the public square. This is Rick Barry, the co-founder and executive director of the Center for Christian Civics. We have a full episode coming out later this week, the first week in December, but I want to take a few minutes now to do some housekeeping real quick and then invite you to join me in prayer. First, if you don't subscribe to our newsletter yet, this is a great time to start doing that. As an organization, the Center for Christian Civics is really dedicated to the idea that prayer is formative, both for individual Christians and for larger Christian communities. We believe that our prayer lives are a big part of how God shapes our thoughts and actions and behavior in the rest of our lives. That's why we end every episode of the podcast in prayer. It's why we send out periodic devotionals to our mailing list. It's why each chapter in our five-part Bible study guide on faith and political rhetoric includes specific prayer points. And it's why every week, starting with last month's midterm elections and going until the end of January, we're inviting everyone who listens to our podcast, who reads our blog, or who's come to one of our classes in the past, to join in coordinated prayer with us for the health of our political process, the effect that it's having on our churches, and the men and women who do the work of politics and government. Each week, we'll be sending you a scripture passage, a brief reflection for your own personal edification, a few bullet points on how to pray for that week's theme or idea with other people, and a sample prayer that you can pray through on your own or use from the pulpit if you're a pastor or other ministry leader. These resources are usually available exclusively through our newsletter, but at the end of this podcast, I'll offer up one of the sample prayers from the first email in the series, just to give you a taste of them. If you'd like to get the rest of them moving forward, then you can start subscribing today at christiancivics.org newsletter. Next, if you've been enjoying this podcast or our blog, or if you've appreciated the work you've seen coming out of the Center for Christian Civics and wish that we were able to do more, there's a pretty important way that you can help. We would love for you to become part of the team that supports this ministry. This is obviously the middle of the holiday season, coming up on the end of the year, and this is when most people make most of their giving, whether that means making one-time donations or signing up to give regularly to new ministries and nonprofits. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you want to say thanks, I'd love for you to visit christiancivics.org support and sign up to donate $5 a month. If you're especially excited about the kind of work the Center for Christian Civics is doing beyond the podcast and you want to help us do more of it and do it better, then consider making us part of your giving in a more intentional way and making either a one-time gift or a monthly gift at a level that's personally meaningful to you. Lastly, the last bit of housekeeping here, I want to meet you. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, then please come to our open house on Thursday, December 13th. We'll have drinks, hors d'oeuvres. It'll be a great chance to meet other friends in the D.C. area who really care about making sure that the church doesn't conform to the patterns of the world in the public square. And you'll also get to meet me and other members of the Christian Civics leadership team. The event's mostly a social event, but there will be a brief presentation on our work 
and a brief talk on the politics of the Incarnation, just to tie it into the theme of this season. It's free to attend, but we'd love for you to RSVP if you can ahead of time, just to help us get a headcount. There's more information online at christiancivics.org slash events. Now, on to prayer. The first email in our 12 weeks of prayer series was on Sabbath. We're not called to work, toil, fight, or worry just constantly without reprieve. God actually commands us to honor the idea of Sabbath and to build rhythms of it into our lives in big ways and small ways. Rest is important, and we'd eventually burn out without it. But God's command to Sabbath isn't just so that we can get some rest. It's also so that we can improve. Sabbath days, slower seasons, other forms of sabbaticals, they offer us a chance to reflect on what we've done, receive correction and training in how to do it better, and prepare to go back into it with fresh eyes and a renewed mind. These regular periods of taking stock and correcting course are essential if we want to honor God and avoid sin. So let's pray them into our lives together now. Lord of the Sabbath, you've delivered us into a land where we get to share the responsibility of overseeing the comings and goings of government, and we are honored that you would entrust us with that. In the garden, you commissioned humanity to give order to the world, and when your kingdom comes, that work will be instituted perfectly by your Son. But in this intervening time, we get to take part in it, and it can be wearying and dispiriting work. Thank you for sustaining us in this work even through another bitter election season. We know that you equip us for every good work, but we also know that it is your desire for your people to practice rest from our work. In a time when the work of stewarding our political and governmental systems is so fraught with questions and crises that seem so urgent, we ask you to teach us what it means to rest in you. At a time when many of our neighbors, many of our brothers and sisters, Many of us feel under threat. We ask you to teach us to retreat to places where we can hear the still, small voice of your Spirit speaking into our hearts. In an age when the opportunities for toil are plentiful, even endless, disavow our hearts of the notion that your victory over the powers and principalities of this world will fail if we wear a lighter yoke. We especially ask you to teach us the difference between Sabbath and idleness, between fruitful restoration and mindless passiveness. Teach us to not just retreat to ourselves, but to retreat to you and to your church. Show us opportunities to tend to one another, encourage one another, and receive instruction from one another. As 2018 draws to a close and 2019 dawns, help us to provoke seasons of healing in one another's lives, so that together we can provoke seasons of healing in our churches and in our civic communities. We know that making ourselves vulnerable to the instruction, the encouragement, the correction, and the questioning of others is not always easy, especially when you've called men and women of every tribe and tongue to you, including tribes we don't belong to and tongues we don't speak. As we practice this season of prayer and restoration, we ask you to give each of us at least one person we can turn to, confide in, pray with, and receive instruction from 
who isn't from our political or cultural tribe, a brother or a sister who we wouldn't be bound to if they weren't also bound to you. And as we pray for ourselves and for our churches to prepare for the work of witness and stewardship, we also pray for the men and women who work in our political parties, in our governmental systems, and in our elected offices. You didn't intend Christians to be the only people who rest. It was part of your vision for humanity before the fall, and we know that campaigns are punishing and unrelenting work environments, which means so many of the people doing the work of politics and government have just gone through months where they have to deny part of what it means to be human. In their weariness, give them opportunities to rest. And in their rest, teach them what it means to need a master whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath, who took our fears upon himself and will return to assuage them, who took up our anxieties and will return to put them to rest forever, who felt our passions and will return to fulfill them. May we rest in him in ways that leave us restored for the work he would have us do as his hands and feet. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for praying along. Please remember to subscribe to the newsletter, to support our work, to even attend our open house if you're going to be in the D.C. area. And if this podcast has been encouraging to you, please feel free to leave us a positive review and to share this with someone who you think would benefit from it. Thank you very much. We'll be back towards the end of this week with an interview with Joshua Harris. Until then, visit our website, christiancivics.org, to learn more about our work empowering the church to be lamps on stands across the political spectrum. 